Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Welcome back to another episode of Saving Grace. I hope you had a great Christmas. Felice Navidad, all of the rest. So today's podcast is New Year, New Me. And that is exactly what my sponsor of the podcast today is here to encourage, Babble. Maybe you want to go on a girl's holiday to France. Bonjour, uh, je m'appelle baguette. Do you know what I mean? Or a city break planned in Berlin with the family. Hola. Or you're thinking about going on a gap. Yeah, I see you. And let's face it, it's easier to go on these with some language basics. No one wants to be caught wanting to order 10 vodka cranberries, but not knowing how to say it in Spanish. But don't worry, because Babbel have got you sorted with their app or online service. Babbel can help you with everyday conversations or to build your everyday vocab. Practice for conversations or building your confidence while speaking. So it's like having your own personal language coach offering you feedback on the app and also progress tracking. And right now, Babbel is offering Saving Grace listeners six months free with a purchase of a six-month subscription using the promo code GRACE24. Go to babbel.com slash play and use the promo code for an extra six months free. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash play using the promo code GRACE24. Babbel, language learning that works. Right, guys, what a year this year has bloody been. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been the depths of hell, and there's also been ups again, and that's why I'm here. Um, a lot to say. I feel like I did a Q&A on my Instagram about what to talk about in today's episode, and I just want to start out by addressing the elephant in the room. <laughs> Let me take a sip. Nice. Um, I am single. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. 
and that's it really. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really going to go into why. I know a lot of you want to know why, all the deets, all the gossip. To be honest, I would too. I'm not going to lie, but I will not be speaking about the reasons why. Um, I'm just going to leave it as I'm single and that's it. I know I put a lot of my relationship in the public eye. My bad. I won't be doing that again. Um, so, you know, a lot of people got invested in it, but I'm happily single. And you know what? I'm in my early 20s and I feel like this is a great time to be single for me. I've got so much to do, so much to see. Maybe I'll go traveling in Thailand and find myself. I don't know. But yeah, that's it. I'm sorry for people that wanted the goss, but I'm just not that type of person. So yeah, and I'm drinking champagne and I'm happy. So that's all that matters really. Anyway, um, a lot of people were asking what I did after school, whether I went to sixth form and or like, what's the other word? College. I went to college um, and it's a place in Cambridge that is nicknamed the Cambridge Reject College for obvious reasons. Um, I got three GCSEs. I mean, it really speaks for itself. And also what else speaks for itself is the things that I went through at that college. And I'm going to start off with a charity sleepover. We all love a bit of charity. No one wants to see homeless dogs. You know, it all happens there. Um, and one year I studied TV, film and media at my college, which, by the way, was fucking great. Louise, uh, all of that. Hope you well. Love you. You taught me well. Um, but one day we did a 24 hour thing. So my thing was we had to create a film in 24 hours sleeping over at the college. Uh, and if you know me, that wasn't fucking happening, wasn't it? Um, so halfway through the day, we went to the park um, and we got blackout drunk. I'm going to be honest here. That did happen. During this time of drinking, we had a great time. Uh, I'm a bit of a pussy, actually. I've got quite bad anxiety, so I just stick to the alcohol. But a few other people in the group took some things, had some crazy times, and then we went back to the college. And this is where it all went a little bit peaked on. Um, the doors were locked for the night. And uh, some of the things people had taken at this had started mixing with the alcohol and I'm going to be honest with you here, it didn't go well. Um, one of the guys ended up getting in some sort of rage through a chair at one of my tutors uh, because she told him to settle down. Um, he got sent home. I actually don't know what happened to that man. I think he started dating like gamer women. I don't know. I think he had a great time. Um, so that happened. After that, we we're all a bit shaken. Um, and we, I slept under the table of a computer room, although someone also locked themselves in a music room. <laughs> I think they shagged. Um, they didn't have a kid though, so it all ended up well. Uh, just loads of weird shit like that really happened on the charity. And then we all thought, fuck it. Why don't we go out clubbing? Bearing in mind, I'm in joggers. And I know that's not a shock to you because I just always wear joggers. Um, they all decide to sleep, uh, sneak out. I get a call from my tutor saying, what the fuck are you doing? Come back. I'm a pussy. I am through and through big puss. Uh, and it saved me from a lot of things in life. So I went back to the college. She then confronts me uh, and says, you are high. I say, sorry. And also bearing in mind, I just want to put out there, I actually wasn't high. Um, they then get all the rest of the teachers in to look at me and go, she's high. I'm thinking, hold on. 
I'm actually not. I then get put in a classroom and I get forced to sleep under a table. And another dramatic thing happened, which I won't say, because to be honest, it's a little bit deep, but I had to then wake up at 4am and drive this guy home because a very dramatic family thing had happened to him. And that is the last time they ever did a charity thing at CRC. I had a great time though. I don't know if you've ever slept under a desk. Humbling experience. It made me really feel really good about my life. I thought I'll never do anything like that again. On came uni. Uh, anyone in Derby that may be watching this, there is a place called Mount Cook. If you know it, I'm so sorry if you're lost. Uh, it's basically like a children's centre. Um, and at uni, we had to go and make films because, again, I did film. Don't know why I was shit at it, actually. Didn't know anything about ISO, nothing much about editing. And I just thought it would be a really good course of uh, course. Anyway, we get taken to Derby uh, at the top of a mountain and we turn up. I say, hello, it's bunk beds. Uh, so I get put in a room. Uh, also, weird part, there was a couple in my course and they got put in their own room so they could shag. Really weird. And I don't know how to feel about it, but they're broken up now. So fuck them. Um, anyway, turn up to Mount Cook, put me bags down. I think, no, it's fine. People have lived in worse conditions. I've lived in a hostel. So if anything, I'm the humble queen there. I go, this is great. This is amazing. I get to lunch. Um, it is raw beans on hard jacket potato. Um, it is absolute fucking hell in there. It is, it's criminal. That happens there. We get to filming. We're doing like 6am starts. It's like minus four. We're in the mountains. I'm having an awful time. I smashed my phone for the sake of the film, which by the way, I only got a 2-2 on. Fuck you. Sorry, it still hurts. Um, anyway, then on the last day, we all decide, fuck it. Let's all go out and get paralytic drunk. Our tutors take us in a van, drop us to a pub. We all have a crazy night. Um, what we forgot to ask was if they could pick us back up. So we're in the middle of fucking nowhere with no way home. We start to walk. Um, I don't know if you've seen English Country Roads. Uh, it's giving one centimetre of tarmac. We're walking up and down there. There's people falling in bushes. There's one guy that's just laid there. He's talking deep about life. He had a girlfriend. My friend went over there. They tried to get together. I said, what the fuck is happening here? And that was my uni trip. I feel like out of all my years at school, uni trips, X to X, nothing good has ever come out of that. Um, I've never come out with a boyfriend either, to be honest. And I've only ever ridden the coach back thinking, what was the point in that? What was the point in that? Um, so yeah, that was some of my trips. To be honest, there was no point to those stories. I just wanted to tell them, um, so that I could relive some of the trauma, maybe unpack it a little bit. Um, and yeah, although sometimes basically I've just moved into a house on my own. Don't try and rob me though. Cause I've got a lot of security cameras and I've got a panic button. Okay. The feds will be straight at my door. Just have to put that out there because I'm a very paranoid person. Yeah, now living alone. I'm not going to lie. The only times I've ever lived alone was 
well, I wasn't living alone. I was at uni and I was with my friend Tat and then I also lived with a group of six. So when I say I lived alone, it wasn't really that, okay? And I would do anything now to go back to moaning about Connor leaving his douche in the shower. I would go back to moaning about the mess, about Tat leaving the oven on all night and nearly setting us alight like a pack of skinny spare ribs. I just feel like adulting is something I've done this year and I'm not enjoying it. I think no one prepares you for it. Like, I feel like I'm in a very amazing position that I've been able to buy a house, you know, but living alone is just such a weird concept. Like I'll be in my living room watching Real Housewives, but I've got no one to talk to about it. I'm just like, that was good. Do you know what? I mean, it's just a really weird concept. And that's, <laughs> that's all I've got to give to you. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It's, um, what was I going to say about this? I don't know. Once again, since being single, I'm having to sort of do everything on my own. And I feel like it has been a massive learning experience. And I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this, but I read the other day on TikTok about frontal lobes. Don't know if anyone's familiar, but apparently your frontal lobe develops when you're 25, right? I'm 24, I'm 25 in August. And I'm just waiting for it to develop. And I've gone down this massive loophole on TikTok being like, when you turn 25, the week, Rosie, how old are you? Okay. I thought Rosie could give us some insight on this, but apparently when you're 25, it just, it clicks and you start sticking up for yourself more and you start being more independent and things start making sense. Well, when the fuck is that happening? When is that happening? Because I don't know. And now I'm scared. I feel like sometimes before I go to sleep, I can feel my frontal lobe and it's stressing me out. And I need anyone in the comments who is 25. Have you experienced this? Is there a shift? But also, does this mean I've grown up now? Like sometimes I like to have the impression that I'm still young. Like if I do anything wrong, I probably won't get sent to prison. They'll just give me a slap on the wrist because I'm still a wee lamb. Obviously, unless to someone, then fair, send me down. But I'm not planning on that yet. Um, and I feel like I've maybe moved into a house before my frontal lobe and I don't know how to deal with it. Also, another thing they don't tell you about, I've just had alcohol poisoning, which I know doesn't come as a shock to absolutely anyone listening to this. But I went to Harry Pinero's, I think it was his birthday party. I don't know. I said happy birthday to him and he laughed at me. So I'm not sure if it was his happy birthday, but, and I'm not going to lie to you guys here. I'm not a rum drinker. Uh, I'm a wine, I'm a Prosecco, I'm a vodka, but I'm not rum. Um, Cause I think it, I'm scared it will make me violent. Anyway, I had some rum and I had some more rum. And then I thought, you know what? I think it's time to go home. I woke up the next day and I felt a bit like, I don't know how to describe it. I just felt like, oh, I'm going to die. But that's not uncommon on a Saturday for me. I thought, yo, this hangover is just hell. So I had to have a parcel delivered. I went downstairs, I bought my duvet and I sat on my couch and just waited for death to come. And then I started feeling a little bit sick. Now, anyone with a metaphobia here, you will understand my panic. I was telling myself, no, it's fine. I'm not going to be sick. It's absolutely fine. Then I started getting a little bit fidgety. I'm thinking, hello, 
what's going on? I run to the toilet and I'm sick. This is the first time I have been sick sober in years. Usually it's while I'm drunk and I don't remember it. So it's absolutely fine, to be honest with you. Um, What I've come to realize is, is I understand why I'm scared of sick now. Uh, As I sit on my floor, I'm in a new build and they forgot to put a fucking radiator in my downstairs toilet. So it's minus four in there. It's hell. Um... And I'm, I'm starting to gag. It's hell in there. And what I've realized is I'm not someone that can, you know, you see people that throw up and they throw up quick and that's it. It's job's done. I'm there for 20 minutes. This is, this is a shift for me, right? All trauma. And what I forgot happens when you're sick is you overheat. I'm starting to think I'm going to pass out. I'm going to die. I live alone and someone is going to find my corpse in this cold downstairs toilet preserved because it's minus three. It was hellish. After I was sick, I went back to the sofa. Best believe I was unwell a fair few times. And because I live alone, I'm thinking I've got to make myself food here. I have to look after myself. This is pure. And can I just say, a few years ago, I was happy to die alone. I thought I love the freedom. I love what you can do. You know, you can do anything. I can get a few cats when you're ill, I need someone. I was considering calling 111 and asking if any of the nurses have got a day off and would like to come look after me. It was hell. Uh, so I drove two hours home, put the car in sports mode, and I really fucking went to town. It was, I'm sorry to the M25. If you saw me, it was, it could have been on police interceptors. I really, I went there and I went home and I cried and I waited for my mum to rub my head. And I just want to say it took me a week to get back into drinking, which to some people may not seem a lot, but it was a lot for me. Um, but anyway, I'm back on the Prosecco now, on the champagne. Thank you, Rosie. Um, but yeah, I was really scarred by that. And now I'm extra scared. So I thought maybe I, don't, I, need, my, I need the Speakmans back on, to be honest, because it was hell. Uh, I've got some dilemmas. Some It's called Grace Save Me. Uh, first of all, if you are looking at me to save you, that is hilarious. Um, my life's a mess. Anyway, number one, me and my ex broke up last year because he cheated on me with my best friend. My best friend didn't know that I knew what she'd done. So I got the ultimate payback and slept with her brother. Oh, now we're in a relationship and she has to face me. Okay, I feel like that's quite tame. What I would have done is maybe burnt down his house. Um, Matches are quite actually cheap. We are in a living crisis, but you've got to use what you have. Um, That's, I don't know. I, me and Tat always talk about this. We're like, imagine if like we, I slept with your boyfriend or you slept with mine. Like, how would you deal with that? Because I feel like that is the ultimate betrayal. Um, And I've never experienced seeing red apart from being cheated on. Uh, I remember this one fucking dick. I dated this bloke. He went to, oh my God, I can finally talk about this. I'm single. I dated this one bloke back at sixth form and he went to Reading Festival. Uh, Now listen, if anyone's in a relationship and their boyfriend goes to a festival, it's a yaya sonogo. You know you're getting cheated on. Um, You know, they're going to be fucking in wellies and that's the bottom line. And you have to accept that. I didn't accept that. Um, so I, I got to his house the day he came back from Reading. Really excited to see him because it's a five-day festival, you sick fuck. Um, got to his house, really excited. And he got there, he was a bit sheepish. He was a bit like, oh, babe, I'm so tired. I thought, okay, he's had a stressful time. He's probably been doing some class A's, so I'll let him off. 
Um, his best friend wrote a tweet and I clicked on the likes of the tweet because I am a psychopath. Clicked on the likes. There was this girl, didn't like the name of her, hate the name. To this day, I still do. I wish her well in hell. Clicked on the name. Why is her cover photo on Twitter, her and my boyfriend cuddling at Reading Festival? I think to myself, don't go mad. Let's all, there's probably a reasonable explanation for this. You know, maybe she was going through a hard time and he gave her a hug and they took a picture and she just really liked the picture. Anyway, I messaged him. I called him. He was on a night out and I uh, gave him what for. I told him that his cock's tiny. His mum was, you know, actually, I really liked his mum. I can't say anything about his mum. His mum was really nice. She wore really nice perfume. And that was how I found out that I'd been cheated on. And in me, if I was four years younger, I would have set fire to his house. I would have slashed his tyres. I would have smashed his car. I would have told his friends he had gonorrhea. Um, and I would have said at our sixth form, he cheated on his exams and you must expel him. But as we get older, um, you know, you can go to jail. So you have to rein that in a little bit. Um, so I think fucking his brother is great. I also think maybe fucking his dad Sometimes I think with dads, you know, they've never had attention from a young woman before. So I think it could be feasible. So what I would do is I respect the fact that you're dating his brother, but I also think you should fuck his dad. And that is the bottom line. And maybe his mum. LGBTQIA+. Uh, next one. I was clubbing with my mates at Halloween and went to go and kiss this person who had a mask on and realised it was my dad. This reminds me of the glory hole. Don't know if anyone remembers this. This woman went on a Hindu, uh, on her friend's Hindu. It was a whole family affair. They all went, um, went to Amsterdam and this woman went in a glory hole, ended up sucking a penis, which, you know, isn't abnormal in a glory hole. Um, and she pressed this shutter, which shows you who it is. And it was her dad. And the whole family's been broken up over it. Um, you know, the mum divorced the dad. I don't know if the mum speaks to the child. One thing I will say is you've, I don't know, if someone faced me with a glory hole, I don't know if I could go in there. I don't suck penis at the best of times. Christmas or birthdays, it's a stretch for me. I've got a raging gag reflex and I don't really like penis, um, which is why I'm going into my lesbian era. Um, anyway, I think for me, that is crazy. I've gone off topic. This wasn't about glory holes, but you've kissed your dad. Um, <coughs> for me, I find it a bit weird that your dad's at the club. Um, if my dad went to prison, as in the club prison, I would question, what's happening in your marriage, dad? And why have they let you in? Because it feels weird, but a lot of people have young parents, so maybe it's not weird. Um, for me, what I would do in that situation is I would just get the dad really, really colossal drunk to the point of stomach pumping. Um, is that legal? I've said it now. Um, and then the next day, hopefully he doesn't remember anything. And if he does, be like, no, you imagine that. Jesus, you shouldn't have Sambuca. You crazy, crazy man. You weirdo. Um, and then hope that it never actually comes to fruition that you did get with your dad. There's a fly. Um, and yeah, that's what I would do in that situation. Um, I don't know. It's a bit weird, to be honest. Like if I, I don't know, I think I'd maybe move countries. I'd set up in Canada and open up my own ski shop. That's the only option, really. I don't know if they ski in Canada. Anyway, number three. 
I was shagging in the fucking hell. I was shagging in the toilets. He finished all over the floor. I slipped over on it and left with a sprained glutamus maximus. That's your ass. <sighs> I'm just not adventurous. So I can't, like, I don't know if I would shag in the toilets. Like, I can't imagine this happening. I mean, I've also got a phobia of germs. So I don't think this is really the kink for me. So I, you know, if it works for you, amazing. Um... I hope that was a great shag. Confused as to why he finished over the floor, because a lot of people are on the pill nowadays. You can finish and so maybe I shouldn't be giving that advice. Um, but you can, you know, I feel like finishing on the floor is extreme, especially as there's toilet roll next to you. So that was, if anything, that he should be embarrassed. That's crazy. Um, slipping over, however, if I was in that situation, I'd pretend nothing happened. It didn't hurt. Um, and I'd be like, oh, that was funny. And then I'd walk out and then go to the hospital. If you've had that happen and you're then on the floor in pain with possibly your underwear down and you've had to call someone for help, I don't know what to say for you. It's over. Right. Another grace saved me. Went to propose to my girlfriend, thought I'd bought her a diamond ring. I actually bought her a fake one and it fell out. Yeah, no, that is absolute hell. That's actually pretty silly. If you're going to propose to someone, put the effort in. And that's the bottom line. And this feels like the perfect time for me to tell you about today's sponsor, Shopify. Let's go. If you don't know, it's an e-commerce platform revolutionizing businesses worldwide. From big brands to your favorite boutique, Shopify helps thousands of businesses around the world say online and in person. No matter what stage you are in your business, you can successfully grow like the true girl boss that you are. If it's from teddy bears to other toys, come on, fake flowers to wax burners or candles to scatter cushions. Shopify will get you selling from Facebook to Instagram and even TikTok. And you all know how impressed your Auntie Julie will be when you get all the sales on the Facebook, darling. So this is really good for people like me that are really easily influenced by buying stuff online. And thanks to their 24-7 help and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a £1 per month trial period at shopify.co.uk slash grace. Go to shopify.co.uk slash grace to take your business to the next level slept with my oh jesus slept with my ex's cousin for getting with my best friend behind my back ex's cousin getting with best friend it all feels a bit norfolk it does it all feels a little bit norfolk for me uh, actually i dated a man with webbed feet um, sorry, talking of Norfolk. And he was great at swimming, funnily enough. I know that sounds like a joke. Serious. Uh, he did add web feet and it felt very weird for me. Um, gone off track. Ex's cousin. I think it's fine. And a cousin is a, a most distant relative that, you know, it hurts them, but it only hurts them when they have family gatherings and they have to see the cousin again. Sometimes, and we've all been there, you've dated someone and they've introduced you to their friendship group and you've realized you're dating the ugly one and that's not spoken about enough i think dating the ugly one out of a friendship group is actually really upsetting because now you've met all of them and you've thought maybe i could have had a chance of them and actually there's something i want to talk about there's a bloke on tiktok called bevo this is my it's becoming a kink and i don't know how to approach this I will sit for hours and watch this man gulp 
a big roast potato and chew twice, he'll go, roast potato. And like, it's like he's going to die and choke and not make it. And then he suddenly swallows it and he goes on to the next pig and blanket. And it is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on the app in my life. It keeps me entertained for hours. And this is why I downloaded TikTok. I don't know if you guys haven't seen it, just search Bevo and you'll know who I'm talking about as soon as you see it. It is incredible. Um, and I've started playing a game with my city. This is really weird and you can tell I live alone. I've started playing a game with myself to see how little I can chew and if I can still swallow it. So I saw the other day that he did a roast potato in two chews and swallow. So I tried to do a roast potato in two chews and a swallow. I nearly lost my life. And it's given me a whole new sense of respect for this man that I didn't have before. So if you've got any New Year's resolutions, you know, you're struggling to watch anything, Bevo. And you're welcome for that because it truly, um, it's done something to me. And I'm my next boyfriend or girlfriend that I look for has to be able to enjoy that with me. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Next year, I've been thinking about what resolutions I can make. I suppose you're listening to this in January, so I will have started by then. Um, the thing is with resolutions, right? I try and make them. Last year, I said I'd stop vaping. Hilarious. Um, I did try. I went three weeks and then I celebrated with a vape. We, I digress, actually. I've gone too far. I want to do more New Year's resolutions that I can stick to, right? So what I've done is I've ordered a um, treadmill. I've ordered a treadmill to put under my sofa. I'm going to start walking while watching Real Housewives Vanderpump Rules because apparently it's great for weight loss and apparently it's great for mental health. But I do have something to say about this. I follow a lot of gym girls on Instagram because I'm friends with a lot of them uh, at my expense uh, because they do a lot of their lives and I do fuck all. I just don't understand when people say, oh, you know, exercise, it makes me feel great. It's really good for the mental health. You know, after a walk, I feel amazing. Let me fucking tell you, I went to Barcelona with my manager who's just turned into this fitness freak. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis, but it's happening and I have to be supportive of it. And that's fine. I'll do that. We're in Barcelona. She wakes me up. Well, to be honest with you, I'm violently hungover. She goes, let's go walk to get our Starbucks. And my first thing I said is you can go fuck yourself. But then I felt bad. And also I wanted a white mocha. So I went on this walk and then she said, oh, I'm going to go to the gym because it really helps with, you know, my mental health. It keeps me. And I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'll go to the gym. Like, you know, since the breakup, am I okay? I don't know. So I was like, let me go to the gym and see if this helps out. I went to this gym um, and I TikToked a few ab workouts because the belly's looking a little bit of flop flop. Um, so I did that um, and I felt like I was going to physically die. And I thought, no, it's fine because, you know, the, apparently the endorphins come afterwards. So I thought, yeah, yeah, I'll go back to my hotel room. I didn't feel any happier. I'm going to be honest. I felt like, oh, cool. I've gone to the gym. I didn't feel any happier. And I quickly had a wine afterwards. The next day I woke up and it felt like I had been shagged by the rock and his dad. 
it was one of the worst fe- I've never felt pain like this in my entire life. I had to roll off the bed and get in the shower. It was, I thought this can't be right. And then I made things worse and I went out that night and I thought, do you know what? I see everyone drinking red wine. Why haven't I tried red wine? I love wine. Um, So I went to this restaurant, had tapas, filled my belly and I had a bottle of red wine. Um, I woke up the day, the day I woke up the next day looking like I had genuinely sucked 20 cocks. My lips were, I mean... I've never considered filler, to be honest with you. I probably fucking should. I look like a state, but I've never considered it. I look like I'd had 40 mil in each lips. It was crazy. And this was before my flight home. I rock up to the airport um, and it looks like I'm like scowling, like pouting, like I'm like, it was fucking phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to drink my water. My lips don't fit in the lid. My lips don't fit in the bottle. It was, to be honest with you, it was actually a little bit scary. And uh, I, the next, and it lasted for two weeks. And I had to film a lot of shows in those two weeks. Um, and I actually bumped into Chesa Blonde, don't know if you know her. And she went, Babe, you look amazing. I went, Thank you. I'm having an allergic reaction. I think I'm actually going into what's the, what? I'm going into Anna Falak. Um, and she's going, <laughs> Oh my God. No, because sometimes when you get filler, you do get swelling. I said, no, Chesa, I've had red wine. And she didn't, she took a while actually for this to get into Chesa's head. I said, no, Chesa, I swear to God, I haven't had any filler. She went, babe, don't lie to me. If you went to my guide, I said, Chesa, I swear to God, I haven't had my lips done. And now I've felt very unfulfilled since they've gone down. And naturally I have been blessed with slightly plumper lips than the average Joe. Um, But I, I now get it. I now get it. I remember when the cock destroyers were big. I remember thinking like, well, those are big lips. Um, and why would you have? But now I get it. Now I get it. Because once you lose those cock sucking lips, it feels like a piece of you is left. And that's what I'm ending the year with. Maybe I should get a mill in my lips. I don't know. But I haven't been the same since. And that's the bottom line. I've chatted shit and I don't know how long we're in here for. (sighs) I asked some questions on Instagram and I'm going to go through what you wanted me to talk about. Okay. Weirdest thing you've done during sexy time. I don't do anything. Let me have a look. Sorry. Rude. What's it like being flat as fuck? What's it like having an ugly mum? Ask yourself that. I don't know. Um, what is your Christmas going to be like this year? Christmas for me, I have a very small family. So, um, usually it's just me, my mum, my dad, my grandma and my auntie. That's it. Um, it's always very tame. I do get very drunk though, because I have to fucking hell. Imagine having a family of four. Of course you do. But my brother, Ollie, had come down and he visited from America. I'm pre-recording this, so I'm trying to say it as if he's already been, but he hasn't. He's coming Thursday. Um, But I'm seeing my brother again. He lives in New York. I don't really see my brother that much. Um, And he's coming with his girlfriend. So that, I feel like this could have been a good Christmas. I don't know. 
I don't want to have kids, right? But the thought of having another, when I'm older, having a small family Christmas does make me want to shrivel up and die. So I may just have to pop them out just for entertainment purposes and then maybe just give them to their dad for the rest of the year. Um, what else have I got? I don't even know if I answered that. But yeah, Christmas should be, it should have been an interesting time. I don't know is my answer to that. Uh, but I've asked for an egg chair for my garden that I can just sit and contemplate my life on. I've got loads of squirrels in my garden, by the way. Also, one thing they don't tell you about moving to London, foxes galore, and they've got a fat set of bollocks on them. I don't give a fuck. I'm outside and just a fox comes and walks past me and stares at me. I'm from the sticks, the countryside where foxes, they know their place, right? The farmers shoot the rabbits and the foxes just know not to come out. In English, what was the uh, George and the rabbits? Of mice and men. I'm not going to lie. I've based it off mice and men. I've based it off mice and men. And I've done that. And I hope all your wives are doing well. Um, people a lot of the time are asking about my single life. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not dating. I'm not doing any of that because I'm, I feel like that scares me actually. Like I don't, I wouldn't know what to do on a date now. And also I feel like I want to stay single for at least seven years now. Um, just to get over that. Um, but I just, the whole single life, I feel like there's a lot of pressure and do you know what fucks me off? If I'm now single, why aren't you all breaking up with your girlfriends and boyfriends? Because a lot of, I'm lucky that my friend Tat is single, so I can do a lot of single stuff with her. But like, I have become single in the worst time. Like I've become single in a time of winter wonderland. Oh, I'm really happy that you're all going there with your boyfriends and holding hands with your mittens on and your mulled wine. Fuck you. Fuck you. I hope you fall out of a ride. Yeah? And I hope it's a really sad Christmas for you. I do. I've become single in cuffing season and I'm not enjoying it. But what I've decided is I'm going to, sorry, I keep smacking the mic. I've decided that this summer is going to be the summer and I need to pre-warn you all for this because I think you're going to see a lot of content from me and you're going to be like, she's not, is everything okay at home? No, I'm going to go feral in the summer. I am going to EasyJet, scoop me up, take me to Ibiza. I'm having an Ibiza summer this year. I'm going to drink pints and pints of pure vodka, Wayne Lineker. I'll say hello. I'm just going to really try and have an amazing summer this year and get over cuffing season because I feel like this is a very like, you know, this is a season where there's a lot of pressure. You're all sat behind the fire and having a good time. Put yourself in the fire, you pricks. We all have, sorry, the spitefulness is really coming out in me. We're having a great Christmas. Good to be you. Um, but also another positive of being single at Christmas, you don't have to buy someone presents. With, with me, if I'm in a relationship, like I'll really try and go all out with presents and I'll, I'll really go over the top. Like I'll spend all my money on your Christmas presents. So you stay with me for the next year. Um, and I don't have to do this year. Oh, that was crazy. I don't have to do that this year. Because I can just spend it on my cat. I spent £24 on wrapping paper for my cat uh, with my cat's face on it. Uh, I also got some pyjamas with my cat on because I don't know when this bloke's going to die. He's 18 and I have noticed he's getting very tired a lot. He sleeps on my bed all the time. And sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I go, don't let him be stiff. And he's not. So he's having a great time. He's 18. He's still alive. Um, 
If anyone wants any tips on how to keep your cat alive, on Mondays he has salmon, every day he has double cream, Fridays he has steak, uh, throughout the week he sometimes has chicken breast, uh, also mixed with jeremies and biscuits. You've got to treat him like a king. Treat him like Henry VIII and they will survive because they've got something to live for. Also, controversial, why the fuck are you keeping your cat indoors? Do you know, like, I think a cat should be outdoors. They should be chasing rabbits. They should be shitting on the lawn. Why are they in your flat 24-7? I don't enjoy it, but that's just preference. It's like anal. You enjoy it or you don't. I've gone off track. Anyway, um... <laughs> What's going on? I've been thinking about, you know, I say a lot up the bum, no harm done, which is ironic, actually, because I don't let anyone really near my arsehole, which I think, to be honest, is a blessing for them. Um, again, I've gone off track. I wanted to do a new cheers. I'm thinking of a new cheers for the new year. We've got a few here. Um, wine and dine, 69. You know, the usual, I'm not really into 69 because oh, no one asked, but I, I'm quite tall and sometimes the men I go for are quite small. So for me, a 69, I'll be sucking their toes and that it's just awkward. And then I'll have to be bent over like the letter C and I just don't get it. I don't know who came up with it. I think people are trying to be too saucy. I don't get it. Second one, don't go for him, go for his dad. <sighs> I want to be that person that goes for someone's dad. I want to be that person that if they cheat on me, I will fuck their dad. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I could. Old men scare me a bit. And you know, gravity does take pull. And what I have learned is when you get older, you have a micropenis. When you reach the ages of 80, you do have a micropenis. I've learned this and I can't tell you how I've learned this, but I have learned this. And it just makes me wonder... If any of you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hill, Erica Jane dated Tom. He was an old fucking bloke. And I just thought, did she fuck him towards the end? Because he would have had a red riding hood, if you know what I mean. There'd be nothing there. Um, so I wanted to marry old. But now I don't know. Now I know that old men have micropenises. I'm moving on. Last one. Fuck a date. Shag a mate. We've all shat where we've eaten, haven't we? Um, and I would say, don't bother. Another thing I've learned is that work colleagues are always more attractive than they are. Like, I remember, fucking hell, I worked with some mingers. Like, there was, they were not, they were so, like, they were so, my God, my jaw just clapped. <laughs> Did you hear that on the mic? Now, guys, I'm so sorry for audio listeners. I gagged and my, my jaw clicked, but that was how disgusting they were. Um, there's something about when you work with someone and you see them all the time that they become attractive, even if they aren't attractive, even if they smell violently of BO. Um, like it, there's some sort of psychology and it's, I don't know what it is, but it's because, I don't know, I think it's because you see them all the time. But if there's someone at your workplace that you think is fit, I guarantee you they're not fit. Like you need to take a step back. Like when I took a step back from my job, I remember thinking, oh, they need to have a wash. Like that's not what I should have been looking at there, but it's when you work with them. So if anyone's having any issues here, although as well, we've just had the season of Christmas parties. 
I'm upset I've never really experienced a proper Christmas work party, uh, as in like in a proper job, you know, when someone's got a wife and they cheat on them with the intern. Like I've never experienced that. My friend just went to one and apparently he fingered his wife on the coach home. Um, they were 40. And that's fine. I think sometimes the spice never leaves you. But I want to experience it because I feel like it's character building. I really do. And I can only imagine the way you feel. Because like I've I've been at uni. This is the only way I can relate to it. I've been at uni and I fucked someone in my course. And then you have to go in on Monday knowing you fucked that man. And they've spanked you and called you GK instead of Grace. And you have to face them. I've made that specific. Um... But I can really only imagine what that feels like because you're in a professional setting, at least at uni, it's like, yeah, fucking a fuck you, like hilarious. And then you forget about it in a week. At work, that doesn't run. And you've got a lot of different age ranges there. And it's all a little bit weird, which is the only thing I can say. But I hope you all had amazing Christmas parties. Actually, maybe on one episode, I'll ask what you've done at your Christmas parties that you're really ashamed of and I'll make you feel worse about it so I feel better about my life because I went to my management Christmas party and lasted 20 minutes because it was fucking freezing in there. Manipples were so hard and if you've got them pierced, you know that's just horrible. Like you've got metal through your tits. Actually, here's something for you. If, you, if your 2024 resolution is to get your tits pierced, don't fucking do it. I got mine down in lockdown. That was, I mean, when was that? Three years ago? Have they healed? Ask me, I'll wait. No. No, they haven't. In fact, in Barcelona, I had to go into a chemist and say, hello, nipples, very much pain. Help? And they had to give me some salt spray for my tits. Do you want to be that person in Barcelona? English people have already got a bad name. I made it worse. They think, that woman with the skanky titties, that's me. Don't get them done. They may look nice, but do they? But do they? Who am I showing my tits to now? My mirror. My cat, not in a weird way, but sometimes when I get dressed, he's in the room. And that's it. So don't get them done. And that's my advice to you this year. Save the nips. Free the nips. I'm chatting shit. Let me look at a different question. Someone said, truly, how scary was don't look down? I want to say that I was lured into this program under false pretenses. Um, I said to them, I'm not going to do this show if you fucking make me jump out of a plane or bungee jump. You know, that's my rules. Fine. Flew me out to Austria. Why am I dangling off of a bridge? why am I doing that? Um, it was one of the scariest programs I've ever done in my life. Obviously grateful that I was on TV. I'd love to do more TV this year. Um, I wouldn't like to be strapped to Chris Hughes for the rest of my TV career, given. Uh, but it was absolute. Do you know one thing I have learned, and everyone says this, who has done stuff on TV, like people say who have been on I'm a Celeb, like I saw Nella say it. It is so much worse than what you see on TV. When I watch it on TV, I think, oh, pussy, massive puss puss. I could do that. Like what? Eating kangaroo bollock, pussy. 
No, it's so much worse. It is so much fucking worse. And on TV, you only see the five minute edit of the whatever you're doing. Most of the time when I was doing challenges, it took me an hour to actually get to what I was doing while crying. And it just made me look like a massive bitch. Lastly, what have I got? <coughs> Plans for tour. Let's talk about the tour. I haven't even mentioned this. Obviously, February, I'm going in tour. In tour? I'm going on tour. February, I'm going on tour. Um, buy tickets, by the way, if you haven't. There's still a few available. Uh, look forward to seeing you. This year, it's the Size Matters tour, and I've decided I'm going bigger and better. Yeah? If you saw the tour last year, no, you fucking didn't. Yeah. There was grass penises. And what? Okay, the budget was small. Fuck you. Anyway, I've got bigger and better guests this year. I'm really trying to fit the audiences of my locations, okay? And London is really not going to disappoint. I fucking grafted for my London guests, okay? Second date, buy it because seriously, it's going to be good. I think tour this year, let me give you a lowdown of the tour last year. I left everything to the last minute. I was so stressed out. One of the days I booked a guest on another day. So I had no guest for one night. So I had to ask her to come in early. It was hell. It was pure hell. We were in a fucking minivan for four hours going to Glasgow. Have you ever done that? Don't. It was hell. So this year I've decided we're relaxing a little bit. I've got a glam team. I've got Rosie as per. I'm going to have a plane at some point, so I will get paralytic to get on it, but I will get there. Um, and I just think this year will not disappoint. I'm really excited. I'm actually excited this year, to be honest. I'm like, I'm excited to do my meet and greets. I'm excited to meet all of you. And I'm excited just to be a little bit less stressed. And I think looking back, like I remember I was like, last year, I'm not going to lie, I did the tour and I said, if you think I'm doing that again, you can hang me on a cross. Yeah? And you can put, sriracha up my pussy because I'm not doing that again but I'm doing it again so I'm trying to I just think yeah we've got we've got oiled men I don't know if I'm allowed to say that we've got oiled up men that was my only thing on the list I said if I'm going away for a month let there be fucking eye candy because when I did my tour video there was a bloke Scottish god love him oiled up and I looked at him and I said I want that I want that on the whole tour so we got that on the tour. So yeah, this will not disappoint you. Um, and I can't wait to see everyone there. Oh guys, I had a thought the other day. I want to go back to my secondary school. I want to do like a talk at my secondary school. I want to give them what for. I want to be like you. Where were you when I was getting bullied? I've decided I want to do it. And I keep having dreams about it, me turning up at my school. And I also want to see what it looks like now. I want a school reunion. I don't know if they do that nowadays, but I want a high school, high school. We're not American. I want a secondary school reunion. I want to know what everyone's been doing. A lot of them have had kids. They've got married, some possibly divorced. I want to know what's going on and I want to see so I can feel a little bit better about my life. I want to know, like, I just, I'm so nosy. And I also want to know like, is what are the popular lot doing? You know, the people that were popular at school, what are you doing now? What's happening? I want to know what's going on there. I want to see what the teachers are doing. One of the teacher's sons is, is in prison, I think. I'll ask about that. But I want to know what's going on. So anyone from Soham, just let them know. Let them know. I want that to happen. I want to do a talk at the school. And I want to see the science block because there was a lot of weird teachers in the science block. Anyway, 
I went off on a tangent there. Sorry. Someone said, what are the, okay. The highlights of my pod this year, I feel like, and Rosie can back me on this. I feel like this year, the pod has really exceeded expectations in guests. Like there's a lot of people that I feel like, like Rob Beckett, Katie Price, Alison Hammond. Like we've all had the, were they this year? Yeah. They were all this year. I feel like we have had guests that I never thought we would have. And I have an idea for the pod, right? Because I want this pod to get bigger and better. I've seen Alex Earl. Yeah. She's a bills of... Is it Alex Earl? Alex Cooper. I've seen Alex Cooper. Her bills are paid. Yeah. She's fine. She's clear. I have decided next year, I'm going to fling Rosie and Kwame in the back of a plane and I want to do an American pod tour. I want to go to LA and I want to get all my favorite people on the pod. Like Tana Mojo made me realize like Tana Mojo is someone that I watched throughout uni. Me and my best friend would sit there and watch Tana Mojo nonstop and be like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this girl. Like imagine if we ever met her. This was even before TikTok. Like just imagine if we ever ran into Tana Mojo and I finally got on the pod Nicest person ever, by the way. But I think that next year I want to go to LA and I want to round up all my favorite American influencers or whatever actors and I want to interview them. I think that is doable. I think we can do that. And I think even Madison Beer, who can believe we had Madison fucking Beer on this podcast? She sat in my seat and I said, that's fine. Is that your good side? Fine. I'll fuck myself. That's absolutely fine. Like I'm, I'm happy to do this. Like, but the only thing I will say is I don't know if Americans sometimes will understand my humor. Like there's a lot of times that we're very sarcastic um, and I'll say stuff as a joke that will, I know, like if you didn't get it would come across so rude, but I'd find it funny. Like I know they would find it funny because they get it, but sometimes people watching it may not find it funny. So this could be my downfall going to the American side. But if James Corden can do it, and he's hated here now, you know, if he can do it, I feel like I can do it. So I'm going to venture into America. I'm going to do a James Corden, but I will come back because obviously green card, I'm not marrying anyone. Um, and I think we do that. I don't know who I'd get on. Do you know who I actually want on? I want Brittany Broski. I want to do Tana Mojo again and Brooke Schofield. I want Trisha. Trisha. I haven't discussed this. Trisha. I couldn't even say that. Trisha Paytas. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Paytas? Paytas? Trisha Paytas watched Saving Grace with Tana Mojo. And for the girls that get it, they fucking get it. Trisha has seen my face. I think we've got a chance of getting her on. This woman's a fucking icon. She's having another child. I need to get her pre-birth. Pre-birth. So then we can really go to town. But it's just weird to think the amount of people that may have watched this pod and may know my voice, God forbid, in America that we can get on. I think this could be an amazing thing. And I think this could be great listening for you. I hope you don't mind the American accent. I know some people are a bit funny about that, but put it on 0.5 and it's just all merges into one anyway. So it's absolutely fine. So anyway, I have chatted shit for a while now. Um, I don't know if any of that made sense. I don't even know if you're like this. Um, I've forgotten what I've spoken about. I've had champagne. I had champagne with Lisa Bags before this, so 
hope it went well but anyway thank you for watching give it a like and subscribe if you've been watching give it a like and subscribe brilliant i am drunk and give it a follow and a five star review if you've been listening have a very merry new year and maybe try and give up vaping bye